Hey, it's Carmen Adams, and you're listening to Everyday Christlike Podcast, where we focus on representing Christ each and every day. Be blessed as you listen. Lord, we thank you again for this privilege to learn together as you speak through us today. We ask for forgiveness in our mistakes, Father God, and we ask you to help us to respond to your calling as children of the kingdom. Please help us to never lose sight of who you have called us to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. She was six months old and learned a new trick with her toy. Dad was sitting on the couch working on his computer and wasn't aware of her new accomplishment just yet. She kept turning back to get his attention and finally he noticed her. Once their eyes locked, she then smiled and giggled as she moved on to play with the next toy. Oh, this just melted my heart, you guys. It was the first time I had witnessed our child seeking the attention of her father in such a fulfilling and nourishing way. Now, sure, I was there and mommy's always there. <laughs> She's made a nice seat on my right hip. I'm with her all day to make sure she doesn't get hurt and to keep those snacks and bottles coming in on time. My baby is punctual when it comes to food. I also take on the important role of official diaper changer. I'm so well trained in in this area that I can even do it in the dark. (laughs) But to see how important it was for my tiny baby girl to get the approval of her father just filled me with astonishment. I just sat there and gazed at this interaction between a father and his child. The assurance she received allowed her to continue on with confidence as she felt validated. So precious beyond words. We all know how validation can be so important in relationships because it builds a safe place that leads to trust. And we all like to be validated, right, in relationships. It's like a nice bowl of chicken soup for the soul. So I googled the definition of validation in parenting and this is what popped up. Validation is a parenting tool that shows your child they are heard and understood. If your child does not feel heard or understood, they may react by using emotions and behaviors to get attention. By using validation, your child will feel that you take them seriously and that you accept them. So we get the idea of how crucial it is to cultivate validation into our parenting skills, right? Now, what happens when we neglect this responsibility? Uh Uh-oh. I'm positive all of us have seen our kids or babies acting out with tantrums at home or in school from time to time. A degree of this is pretty normal and a part of adapting from being a catered baby to not a catered baby anymore. But when this continues to become a consistent response in order to get attention, well, then we have something to look into. What could happen if this continues with no plan of action? By not receiving security from your parents or caretakers, kids can be left feeling pretty out of place and having really low self-esteem and making it hard for them to trust anyone. If we can't place faith in those around us, how do we learn to place faith in the one that we can't see? Jesus. Growing up, I had parents who were both addicted to drugs and my father was in a gang. Within these realms, me and my sisters were exposed to domestic violence and many more dysfunctional behaviors. As a child, I suffered a great deal of neglect, physical and mental abuse, and was taken away by family members and even the courts on one occasion. The absence of a safety zone due to the lack of parents left me always on the sideline. Even when my relatives tried to fill in the gap, I never felt that I had a place. This made it extremely challenging for me to sustain any sort of healthy relationships, 
I was constantly cutting people off. I remember saying I was always alone and it just was me against the world. I was so afraid of being let down that I guarded my heart with barbed wire and brick walls. This disruption in my early childhood grew into serious mental struggles. I still deal with today, but by the grace of God, I'm learning to deepen my relationship with Jesus as I remove these deep rooted weeds one by one. And most importantly, I'm learning to adapt to my new calling. Hallelujah. Now, for those who are unable to access this key, God's word, that unlocks the foundation of our self-identity, well, where do they get it from? They end up replacing God's truth for worldly fillers or masks. Remember those photo booths at parties or like graduations sometimes? They usually have a table nearby with several options of masks or fun accessories um, to cover up or alter how you look. That's what the world offers in relationship to false identities for those who are lost in that area. These keep us distracted and far away from what God declares us to be. In Genesis 1:27, so God created man in his own image and in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. If we don't know what position we hold, then how do we know which job we're supposed to do for the kingdom? Think about it. If we're showing up to a place of employment without any job title, how lost would we be if we kept jumping in trying to do random duties? <laughs> We'd end up just wandering around like lost puppy. Chaos, right? I'll share a few illustrations of how this can play out in older teens and adults as well. The world has defined self-worth in women greatly in regards to their appearance. You see through marketing and social media of how heavy looks are pushed on girls all the time. The obsession with exploitation of our body is everywhere. I, to myself, fall into this category at times when I see an ad for a new beauty line or a magic hair product. Physical self-focus is so common that we see young girls wanting to wear provocative clothes to get attention and validation by using their sexuality. This is so dangerous for us and it keeps us from knowing our value in Christ and prevents us from honoring God's temple. We don't hear often of those speaking of a woman's heart for God. Let's be real. It's becoming more mocked today than ever. What people are talking about is how pretty she is on the outside. This is just one of those worldly fillers I mentioned earlier that has an expiration date. I don't know if any of you remember that 80s movie, Death Becomes Her. With Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep, these two ladies discover a dark secret to preserving their physical life. Pretty much a magic youth serum that keeps, keeps them looking young. The problem is, is that they have to keep drinking the potion to look beautiful. When they don't have access to it, their bodies fall apart. And I mean literally fall apart. This is what we can see today with over-injecting and plastic surgery in an attempt to hold on to what is promised to fade away. We spend way too much focus on our outward appearance instead of focusing on the position of our heart towards God. Even obsessively working out can be self-idolatry by looking at how defined your muscles are instead of allowing the, the work of Christ on the cross to define you. Now, don't get me wrong. Being fit is important, but when you spend more time in the gym than learning God's word, well, then we have an imbalance. This brings me to that scripture. 1 Timothy 4, verse 8. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, 
as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Now, men can find their identity by personal achievement through several things such as sports, business success or development and or physical appearance as well. These look real good from the outside, but they actually mirror a Pharisee mentality in telling us that we earn our worth by good works. This can apply to women as well. I'm just highlighting the most common in each sex. Men can become so intoxicated with success that they put their family on the back burner to justify financially spoiling them. But the truth is what they are actually doing is feeding the desires of their own heart. Success gives them a stamp of validation. Now the wife becomes self-indulged to fill the gap of her missing husband. The kids are confused and feeling rejected. And the entire dynamic of the household is just thrown off track. What about men who are deep into their sports achievements? In some cases, great athletes have experienced severe accidents, causing them to lose these qualities and therefore lose themselves in the process. How saddening for someone to feel of no value because they aren't able to perform anymore. Do you see where I'm going with this? Even gang involvement. This too can give one a false sense of validation by being a part of a puzzle whose priorities endanger their lives and the lives of those around them. Remember what lacks in the home, the kids will search elsewhere. Prostitution, self-harm, drug abuse, and one of Satan's very powerful tools today, gender confusion, are all worldly fillers that only work as a mask to cover up the real issue. Remember, our enemy's tactic has not changed since he deceived Eve and Adam in the garden. In Genesis 3, verse 4 through 5, the Bible says, But the serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What we see today is the same scheme packaged in a different box. The enemy uses old school deception, guys, to devalue who you are and to make you feel as if God's original blueprint isn't good enough. Now your focus has shifted to achieving more value or becoming something different other than what God called you to be since the beginning of time. People I've spoken to and even myself at one point have experienced a a dark and lingering um, feeling of depression or sadness within our souls prior to finding Jesus. For some, we were unable to name it, but we just knew that something was desperately lacking within us. This was the result of not living the life that God intended for us. Now, the other lie the serpent says to Eve is there simply is no death for going against God's instructions for how we are supposed to conduct our lives. False. Because all of these identity crisis scenarios lead to one destination, which is eternal death. We must remember, all that shines in this world can and will perish. We can lose status, looks, assets, and even loved ones at any given moment. But what cannot be taken from us is the Father, His love, and His Word, which remains deep within our hearts. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We can have peace in him when all fails, and the Bible tells us that he will never leave us. In 1 Peter 2 verse 9, 
I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to get caught up in believing what the world says I am. But if I shift my attention to who God says I am, the only one who will never turn away from me for not being youthful anymore, the one who doesn't throw me away when I don't get that perfect job, the one who doesn't turn his back on me when others let me down, the one who still loves me as an imperfect wife, imperfect mom, imperfect daughter, and imperfect sister. We all have value in the eyes of our creator, brothers and sisters. Our identity and validation in Jesus Christ alone gives us all that we need. His word provides us with the authority to fight against the world whose goal is to rob us of all that God claims us to be. By fulfilling God's purpose for our existence, he provides us with the peace and hope that fuels our journey until our destination is met in heaven. All right, guys, it's time to get your hands dirty. Only a knockoff version of identity can be pulled down. And I strongly encourage you now to take it down with the same hands who built it. Yes, you. We have the ability to put on the mask and now we are called to remove it in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we no longer identify ourselves with our past or with the enemy's lies. We are made new by the blood of Jesus Christ. We take ownership of who you have called us to be. And we fight to keep your word with us at all times as we guard our hearts against attacks. Thank you, Father God, for giving us purpose in you. Amen. Thanks, guys, for listening in. And if you need help remembering who God says you are, please go visit our website at everydaychristlike.com and grab this free scripture list we put together for you. And don't forget to tune in for new podcast episodes every Thursday at 6 p.m. We truly want to help you know the word, apply the word, and point to Christ each and every day.